welcome to The Bread Podcast, where we express and respond to God's creative nature. I'm Ariel. I'm Andy. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about our own personal experience with creativity. <clears throat> so, yes, Andy, yes. Uh, what is a memory you have of seeing something that inspired you or brought a sense of awe? A sense of awe. Um, I think the first time that I experienced something that gave me wonder is, I don't know, because <laughs> that's like back, back long time ago. But I think something I could talk about is the first time I got introduced to hip hop dance and specifically to popping, which is a genre within the umbrella of hip hop dance. And mm-hmm. I was introduced to that around seventh grade. I would say sixth or seventh grade. And I saw a video of a couple um, of my Asian brothers, well, not my Asian brothers, just a couple Asian Asians dancing at a terminal, at a Brazil terminal, um, an air, airport. And they called it Brazil Illness. And they were like doing waves or doing um, basically very generic moves if like you would ask the popping world today. But I've never seen anything like that. So I remember when I watched that, I had a very acute like, it was a sensation. I could literally just describe it as a sensation of like just excitement and feeling like I've never seen this before and my mind being blown. And I was like, wow, human beings can move their body in that way. This is amazing. Like it's, it's, it was crazy. Like, and I remember seeing that and I was so excited and I brought, I, I sent that link to my brother via AIM. Right. And, I sent it to my brother and I remember showing him, but I remember him thinking it was cool, but not as cool as I thought it was. And you know, when like you show someone something that you really want them to like express the same joy you have, but they don't really like have the same type of joy. You're kind of like in your mind, you're like, what's wrong with you? This is like the greatest thing on planet earth since like sliced bread. Right. And I remember having that kind of reaction to watching this video and that was the first time I ever, or not the first time, like I said, I don't remember the first time, but the, the most acute feeling of the sense of awe and being inspired by something would be the first time I saw people pop, dance in that way. And yeah, I would say that's the first time. And I still remember it so vividly. I remember like where I was, how I was feeling, what I was wearing. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, that was the first time. Wow, interesting. <clears throat> I like that. So dance is definitely like, that's what comes to mind. What inspires you? Something that's involving dance. Yeah, I'm not even like picking that because like we are kind of like an art-centered podcast. Like that's literally what I think of. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, how about, how, about, how about you? Do you have a memory or just an experience where you remember just being totally mind-blown or you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy? Um, so something about me that I don't talk about a lot. I know, you know, because I've talked about it with you, but, um, I always, when I was little, I always wanted to be an actress. Let's go. Um, like I would watch the Disney channel and I, um, connected so much with certain characters like Lizzie McGuire and That's So Raven and, um, so, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I was always really, something about theater really um, 
gets me. Like, I love theater. I love musicals. I just love show and, like, production. So anything that's, like, production is, like, I'm very – it hypes me up. And I'll never mm. forget the first time – I. I had seen, I've seen a lot of shows like Cirque du Soleil and like, and like ballets and stuff. But for some reason, I'll never forget when I went to go see um, The Lion King, the musical on Broadway. Uh, well, technically it wasn't really Broadway, but. <clears throat> I've never, I've never been to a musical in my life. So you can, you can, ex- yeah, exactly. So why don't oh you, gosh. yeah, just describe what's so crazy. Like. Okay, well, <clears throat> musicals overwhelm me. I actually get very <laughs> emotional when I watch musicals because to me, everything that I love is in musicals. I love music. Like I'm very, music has the ability to just like change my mood or take me to a certain place. Like I love music mm, yeah, um, yeah. and I play an instrument. So like I know the thrill of being in a live orchestra, like that's so mm. thrilling Um, and also like, I love dance and I love acting. So the fact that my favorite things are combined into one and mixed with the visuals and like aesthetics, like, um, the production value, basically. Yeah. The production, like that hypes me up so much. So I'll never forget when I was little and I went to go see the Lion King and I was so tripped out at their costumes. Like they were people and their costumes made them look like they were animals. And the way wow. that they, they were walking on like these stilts and they looked like giraffes. And the, this music is playing. It's so grand. And these people start singing and their, their songs and their voice is so beautiful. And then they begin acting like I'll never forget. I mean, I never accomplished this dream, but I remember when I was little, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be in the theater. Like, I want to do that stuff. I want to sing and dance and I want to like, um, so that I'll never forget. That was so thrilling for me. And even to this day, like, um, any kind of musical or production, like concerts or anything, like, I, I can't explain the thrill I get the way yeah, I can, yeah. f- I can't like even now just like putting myself back there. I can feel it going through my, my blood rushing. Um, like I saw wicked last year. That was so incredibly, I started crying. Wow. Beth is like, why are you was it, crying? Was it, the, like, was it the original cast? Or no, it wasn't, right? It was like... No, it's not the original cast. Adina of course, Menzel, that's been going on for so long. Yeah, Adina Menzel is like the... I think she's the original. Um, yeah, yeah. Wait, did you watch that John Travolta video? The, which one? Where like, like during the Oscars, I think it was three years ago, where he's... Oh, uh, he introdu- got her name wrong. <laughs> he's a, introducing he's a, introducing Adina Menzel, right? And she's uh-huh. singing Frozen, the Let It Go song. <laughs> But she goes talented and the extremely wicked <laughs> Ad- Adele Dazim. Like how? Do you- <laughs> it's so different from Adina Menzel and Adele Dazim. But it's actually my Instagram bio right now because I thought it was so funny. But yeah, sorry. Continue. That was a side note. That's so funny. I remember. You gotta that. look that up. You gotta look that up on YouTube for any of the listeners right now. If you just want a good laugh, look up John Travolta, Adina Menzel. It's so funny. Yeah. I do remember that now that you say that. That's so, so funny. funny. Um, yeah. So that, I remember that really inspiring me when I was little. And I never, I don't, I don't think at that age you truly, at least I didn't truly grasp the concept of career as much as just as a kid, you kind of like, 
dream without putting limits on yourself. You know, like mm. you kind of just tell yourself, I'm going to do that without really knowing the hard work that it takes and without really yeah. knowing like everything that goes into it. Um, so yeah, I remember that when I was little, I was just like, I want to do that, you know? Um, mm. but wow. then you get older and you get insecure and you're like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. I guess my follow up question was, um, that vivid memory of you watching the musical, The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I know for me, um, when I get very inspired these days, I get emotional, like you said. Like, I start, like, tearing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is not a sad moment. Why am I tearing up? And did you have those moments since the young, like, since you were a young girl? Or is it more of, like, a recent development? Because I know that you're kind of wired the same way, too, sometimes. Or, like, you're very inspired. You kind of tear mm-hmm. up, right? There's mm-hmm. something really weird but cool about that, I feel. Yeah. No, I've always been like that ever since I was a little girl. Mm. Um, I get kind of, I don't want to say obsessed, but when I love something, I love it. And I've always yeah, been that that's way so since you. I was little. And I, I have memories of being little and just not knowing why a song moves me a certain way or wow. um, even a movie. I'm a, I guess I'm an emotional person, <laughs> but no, ever since I was you're, little, you're, you're not an emotional person. You're in tune with your emotions. Oh, thank you. Actually, yes. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Because I wouldn't say that I'm driven like by emotions and I'm a wreck, but mm. um, yes, I like that. I'm in tune with my emotions. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I do remember. I've always been like that since I was little. Oh. Dang. That's why I love music so much is because now that I'm mm. older, even though I don't play with dolls anymore, um, I really enjoy taking drives, playing music because I music can take me to another world. You know? Oh, wow. So that gives you life, just kind of like driving around. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge driver. All right. So, Andy, where does your desire to be creative come from? Where does my desire to be creative come from? This I can talk about this probably for... The entire episode linked, which is I'm not sure how much we have, but no, I'm not going to. Let me try to be as concise as possible. The analogy I have started to give people about being creative is that I want to be known as a tour guide for God. Mm -hmm. I want to be known as a tour guide for God. And the reason why I say that is because I think the tour guide's objective is to get people to admire the place that you take them to, whether it's a precipice or whether it's a cliff, whether it's like just something, but it's never the tour guide's intention to have people admire the tour guide for a great job. Like, oh my gosh, you described that like so well. Like, how'd you do that? You know, but it's more like, okay, I did my job if they admire God, right? So I think everything that I make, everything that I create, um, I want it to reflect God. And I want to, I talked about this with uh, another one of my friend a couple, just an hour ago, where like, I want to make an art, but I don't want people to be so infatuated with me as an artist. I want to make art where it's like, I can step away and people can see the message behind it. And I think that Mm -hmm. comes from being very, um, being very diverse in your art. Because I don't want to ever just, of course, it's nice to be known for one thing. But I want to always be constantly pushing the envelope so that people can just view the art rather than like view me as this is the person who's doing this. So, of course, there are times where I'm human and there's a lot of times where I feel like, oh, man, like that was kind of like cool what I did or 
like, oh, it's so great that I get to do these kind of things. But um, I always think I try to make it a discipline and a habit to remember everything that I've been given is for God, unto God, and he made me. So nothing I have is mine. Honestly, nothing I have is mine. It's just a blessing that I get to think this way and make these things. And I want to reflect God in that way. And I think that's where my desire to be creative comes from. And to, I know I, I'm kind of talking long, I'm sorry. But to go back, go, go back to that first memory of when I was brought that sense of awe when I watched people pop. Of course, later down the line, once I started getting a little better, you know, my head was getting bigger. I was like, oh, dude, like if I dance better, like, dude, like this girl that I like might think that I'm cool. Like I have an extra hobby. And then she's like, oh, he's a very complex person that can do a lot. Of th-. There's things like that, too. But I think the original sense of awe that I felt from watching popping was I want to pop and make people feel the way I felt when I watched that video. Rather than I want them to think I'm so dope. It was, I remember it was that feeling of, man, I want to give people this experience. And if I could do that, then that's so cool. Cause then I'm like allowing people to feel or see some certain things that they've never experienced before. So I think starting from a very young age, I loved, I loved inspiring people or giving them something to look forward to that's beyond their own thinking, their own experience. So yeah, I think that's where my desire to be creative comes from. It's to really just show something beyond ourselves, where it's like, dude, like there's so much more. There's the beauty of life. There's the wonder of life. You might be bogged down by your work. You might be bogged down by bills, but just it's like kind of that that like phrase of like, you should wake up and smell the roses because the world we live in is more beautiful than we give it credit for, you know? So I think that's what I that's what I kind of um, feed off of, and that's where my desire to be creative comes from. I think. Wow, that was so good. Honestly, that tour guide. Right, that dude. Was that's such. Woo, oh my gosh. I'm gonna be my... saying that. I'm gonna be saying that till the day I die. I feel like it's gonna be one of those things that like. That's such a heavy revy, honestly. <laughs> a heavy revy. Uh, yeah. First time I heard that. Uh, that's a um, cool phrase. My Bible college professor used to say that. <laughs> One it's of a heavy revy. He always say it's a heavy revy. <laughs> Shout out After to you, like Dr. A... Fred. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But how about how about you? Um, like, what makes you tick creatively? Why why do you want to be inspirational? And like, where does that come from? Um, <clears throat> uh, my answer is like way different from yours. <laughs> um, Which I love. For me, for me, I think that I've actually always enjoyed just the essence of creativity, but never myself have I desired to create. I think I've said this a lot in the sense of, we're going to take a turn though. Um, In the past, I never, something I struggle with, I hate doing is choreographing. I hate choreographing because it makes me so nervous and same, um, same. But aside from that, other things like um, with music, I have I come from a very musical family. So my dad, he has a different profession now, but he actually went to school originally for music. So he has his degree in like music theory and everything, and he's so talented. Like he play all these instruments, and like 
was in a band and would write songs. And then both my brothers are very talented as well. Like they play like a gazillion instruments and they are always making music. And, um, I think my whole life I've been very insecure (laughs) in my abilities. Um, Mm. and I don't say that to sound like to make myself look humble. Like I genuinely don't think that I am, um, necessarily the master of any craft I would say that I'm kind of more like a jack of all trades in the sense of I'm mediocre at a lot of stuff (laughs) like yeah I could sing yeah I could dance like um but I'm not necessarily the most amazing singer or the I'm no Tori Kelly or I'm no like who's a great dancer Mari you know like um Mari Madrid so with that, I've always had this insecurity of like, well, if I'm not going to be the best or one of the best, I don't want to to create. I don't want to bother. Mm. Um, and I feel like my lack of self-esteem in that area is what's caused me to not want to create because I feel like whatever it is that I make is not going to be good enough. Um, like if I make music well, I'm not going to be as good as my brother. Like, if my songs aren't as catchy and as good as my brother's, like, I don't want to do it, you know, because I'm... So there's like I a there was a comparison type of spirit kind of thing. Yeah, I was on. just going to say, like, I just, like, will compare myself. Um, mm. Or, like, for Choreo Day, it's like, I don't really want to give my all because I'm scared to give my all in a piece because if I know that I gave my all and it's still insufficient and if it's still not up to par with what everyone else does, I'm going to feel like total crap. So mm. I'm just being really like honest here. So, <laughs> so I think I've kind of taken things like that really lightly and like, Oh, I'm not going to put my all in it because if I don't put my all and I suck, then it's okay because I suck because I didn't put my all in it. But if I put my all in it and I still suck, then that's really going to make me feel bad, you know? So, um, but I think God's been challenging that me in that. I think God's been challenging me in that. And so I've kind of come to this place in the season where I'm at now of where I'm like, I may not be the best, um, but I think if I could create something and it could be anointed by God because he wanted me to do that thing and then it touches people, then I think that's true worship because I can't get the credit for it because it's not my ability. I think it's very easy for people who are really gifted to become arrogant or, and not saying all gifted people are arrogant, but I'm saying like if there's an area that you're really good at something and you achieve something great with that thing, it's really easy to give credit to yourself and it's really easy to think like, oh, I I created this because I'm good at this. But where I feel something God has shown me is like, I may not be the best dancer and I be not, may not be the best singer or the smartest person, but he can anoint me to accomplish certain things for his glory and then when it's accomplished, Amen. I can't take 
the credit for it because I would have never been able to, like, let's just say I choreographed this awesome piece, right? And like people liked it. I know I'm not a natural choreographer. I'm not the best dancer. That clearly was God. That clearly was God's hand on whatever it is that I was doing. Um, so that's made me want, to, that's inspired me lately. Um, so something I've been doing lately as well, like the poetry has inspired me, is I've been kind of like writing song lyrics. Mm, and I want wow. to, um, something I've always loved to do is like when my brother creates a song, he'll come and ask me my opinions and I'll be like, I think you should do this or I hear this melody. And so something that he challenged me with like a few weeks ago, he's like, I think you should start making your own music because mm-hmm. you're actually pretty good at it and your ideas are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of challenged me. That was like, because at first I was like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, why do you do that to yourself? Why do you always knock yourself down and just immediately discount yourself? And I was like, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I guess because I always felt like I'm not good at anything. So... I think that that's where that desire lately has come is like, I want to stop being so dependent upon myself and my own abilities. And I want to let God use me in an area that I'm not good at. Just like with Moses wasn't necessarily a speaker, but God used him. God uses people who aren't naturally good at something to do something grand. That way he could get the glory, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So So good. Yeah. That's the very, I think that's, thank you for being honest. And I feel that there's maybe a lot of people in that boat because I can definitely relate. Um, I think you're touching on kind of the insecurities that and the struggles that we face when we try to do something that maybe requires a lot of courage, like creating, right? And I, I do relate. I really do. But I think as children of God, me and you both, I feel like we're both getting to this place where we realize more than talent, it really is heart. You know, it's, and what I mean by heart is it really is this feeling of like, I don't really care if I have the know-how to do this, but I know that it will be worthwhile. It will be fruitful. And I know that if I do this well, that it's going to be something that blesses people and God. And if that's the case, then I'm going to do it. So I think of it like this. If you're, if you're like, you always say it, if you're self-conscious, it's never about your passion. It's more about you. You just care more about you. But if you have a vision for something and you're like, I want to give something to someone, I want to provide value, I want to bless people, I want to edify people's lives, that matters more than my ability to maybe make the perfect thing that I want to make, if that makes sense. So I think it's about like this conviction aspect. Like, let's ask, like, are you, let's ask the right questions. Am I really convicted? Because if I was truly convicted, then I would do it whether I have the ability to do it or not. Mm -hmm. I would, I would do it. And I would believe and trust that God will take me there because the Bible I read is a lot of people who don't have the ability, but God takes them there. And it's almost like, that's almost like, that's almost like something that God, asks of people like you might not be able to do it on your own but that's a great not mentality but i can work with that i can work with that you know rather than like like you said arrogance or pride but yeah that's a struggle and security that i face too you know like feeling like i'm not good enough 
feeling like I don't measure up to the people I see on my social media, on my Instagram, and also laziness. That's a personal struggle that I have too. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I'm just too lazy. I'm like, I'm sure there's a deep sure. inner, there's a deep inner something spiritual funkiness going on through that laziness. <laughs> but um, yeah, just practically, I'm just lazy sometimes. That's the yeah. struggle I, I face in creating. I think that there's a lot of, it's a journey for sure. Because even though I've had this revelation now, it doesn't make it any easier. Um, I think that's why I don't have social media is because <laughs> I, I, I could compare myself to people pretty easily. I, I have mm. a tendency to fall into that of like feeling like I'm not good enough. And um, so it's very hard in this day and age with social media and with such high expectations to, to look a certain way, to be a certain way to be a level, a certain level of something and you're not good if you're not this way, you know, like you're not enough if you're not this way. So it's definitely Mm. a struggle, um, with that, you know, it's something that takes a while to work through it. Possibly, you know, your whole life working every day to overcome, you know? So, yeah. But, um, so Andy, like what are some struggles and insecurities you face in creating yeah so laziness definitely um insecurity of yeah comparison um thinking about yeah am i good enough that's the question i think about sometimes like am i can i really am i good enough will like people respond well to this those are things that i um some some um questions that come to mind from time to time but mm-hmm. I'm happy to report that it's not something that I really struggle with, I would say, lately. Yeah, because I think, like I said, I'm more I'm more focused on, okay, if I think too much about my ability, I will never get anything done. I'll mm-hmm. never get anything done. I'm just going to be in my just room, in my bed, just existentially asking myself, will I ever do it? Will I ever be good enough? And I'm not going to get anything done. So I would say just doing it just taking that first step and seeing where it goes and if you stop if you're like you know what this is i don't think i can do this that's fine as long as you gave it a fair try so Mm. i would say yeah that's what i would say yeah that was pretty like we got heavy revy (laughs) (laughs) heavy revy we got heavy revy all right um let's go let's go back to lighty lighty tidy light trying to make up my own little <laughs> phrases um yeah uh, a question i want to ask you is this is a question i love to ask is mm-hmm. what gives you life in the day-to-day what's something you do practically that gives you life well this um i don't want to keep giving the same answers but i gotta be true no it, it, like think of like very like um like i would say just random like oh this um this honestly there are a few things that give me life honestly i would say my friends um i don't i hope th- i'm sorry if that's such a cliche answer <laughs> but i love talking to my friends and i love how about this like, then specifically within that realm of friendship what's okay. something that can happen in like is it when you guys do something together is it when you guys riff off, riff off each other, like, inside. What is it, like, that gives you, like, practically, like, small, like, specific instances? Um, 
honestly, it's different with each friend. Mm. Um, there are certain, okay, like my friend Jen, she's like one of my closest friends. And she's actually 36. <laughs> I'm 25. She's 36. And she gives me life when I text her because um, she always knows how to encourage me. And I feel like she's the person I run to when I feel down about myself or um, or even when I feel like I've been praying on a topic or subject and I just don't know what God is saying to me. Like, I'll be honest, there's things that I'm like, God, what do you, you know, what do I do? And I, I don't feel like he's answering me, <laughs> you know, like what is or I just don't know how to hear from him in this subject. So I'll text her and I'll tell her my thoughts. And she always brings such a different light to it. And what I love about her is she's not an overthinker. Like I'm an overthinker. And she kind of simplifies my thought process. And she's mm. she kind of um, encourages me to relax. <laughs> mm. And and um, that gives me life because I, I could get put so much pressure on myself and have such high expectations of myself. I'm a two. Um, and so she kind of just really knows the right things to say. And then I have other friends like um, Nicole, who she and I have like this ongoing combo. <laughs> we haven't stopped talking in like three weeks. <laughs> wow. And it's just, and it's like, um, but it's not constant. Like it's, we'll get busy and respond like five hours later. Um, but I love texting her because when I talk to her, it I see how my thought process is normal <laughs> and that I'm not the only one that's like that. Like she'll say stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like that too. So um, that gives me life. Just, I don't know. I don't want to sound cliche, but someone who's in my head a lot and I would say I'm a thinker. I like to deep think. I'm very introspective. So with someone who looks inwardly a lot, I like to talk to people who are also inward like lookers and that and they give me perspective on what other people are like. Like when they show me the depths of who they are, it it makes me feel better about like the depths of who I am, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, okay, like wow. Cause it translates to my personal relationship with God because sometimes I'm, I'm like wondering, God, am I crazy? Do you look down at me and you're just like laughing at me? Or like, do you think I'm ridiculous? And so when I'm talking to other people and I see what they go through with God and their inward thoughts, like I think God's not shocked by me and my craziness, <laughs> you know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that outside, that outside perspective as well as um, feeling the depths, like the depth of your friends makes you feel like you're understood in a way rather than like, oh, they don't understand me. And yeah. that kind of connection is, it gives you life. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah, that's so good. I love so connecting good. with people. That's my Dang. favorite thing to do. What Dang, about you? Okay. <laughs> um, for me, when I go to a pho restaurant, pho is basically Vietnamese noodles. And when I just drink into that first... That first bowl of soup, that gives me, like, life Wait. like no other. Like, oh, my gosh. I even feel life right now just thinking about it. Um, oh, my gosh. Meditation, when I listen to, like, um, music that's, like, very instrumental, but not, like, EDM instrumental. Like, kind of, mm -hmm. like, like, like um, 
lightly orchestral, like maybe classical guitar, that gives me life. It lets me just like kind of, yeah, not veg out, because I feel like vegging out is not giving life, but kind of like settle down and be very just calm and present. Mm. That gives me life. Watching a good movie gives me life, and talking about it with friends gives me life. I would say, hmm, what else? Mm, oh, drinking tea. Drinking tea gives me life. I feel like every episode, you're going to see like new cups. The other one was Best Mom, but this is like a little flower cup. But I'll, That's cute. So let me ask you, what about drinking tea gives you life? I think it's something about like hot beverages. And just when it goes down like my my body, it's like, like it just feels so good. Like I can live. I can just like I have space to breathe and I just feel like it just gives me life when I just do those things. I don't know. Um yeah, so, so it gives me, yeah, so hot beverages, I guess, gives me life. <laughs> um I'm a very tactile person. Like experiences give me life. Like doing mm. things, drinking things and yeah. Hmm. Breathing that gives you life. <laughs> no, yeah, breathing deeply too. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, it just That's gives funny. me life. I remember one time. I don't even remember where we were. I just remember this because it. Was, I was like, "What?" We were at a restaurant and you ordered some hot water, and I was like, "Are you really just gonna drink a glass of hot water?" <laughs> I'm the opposite. I don't really care for warm drinks. I like cold drinks. I like cold beverages. So uh, maybe that's like, like that's an indication I'm getting older because I love <laughs> cold drinks too. But these days, like especially during the last few weeks of quarantine, I've been drinking a lot of like hot tea, like hot coffee, just hot stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> you like hot stuff. Right now, right now, I do. Yes, okay. I am what I I am what I eat and drink. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Took a while to cl- a click right there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Tell your little mustache that. <laughs> right, <kidding>. man. <laughs> All right. So, um, really quick, let's do some rapid fire questions. Yes, let's do it. Let's do rapid fire. Do you want to ask the first, or you want me to ask the first? Um, I'll ask the first. Okay. Eddie. Okay, I'll. So the first thing that comes comes to mind to answer, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. But this is hard because I feel like some of the very surface level things I already know your answers, but I'll ask you anyways. Okay. Um, what's your favorite movie? Whiplash. <laughs> Whiplash. Okay. Cool. Um, what's your favorite um, instrument? To listen to? Piano. All right. I think that's... Let let me ask you now. Okay. Number one. Number one favorite meal? Pho. Number two favorite dessert? Um, Cheesecake. No, chocolate. I love chocolate. Chocolate what? Anything chocolate. I love chocolate bars. I love um, Hershey's with the the almonds. Oh, those are so good. Mm. Okay. From your favorite Spotify playlists, what's your favorite Spotify playlist name? Oh my gosh, you can't do that to me. I have like 80-some playlists. Um, pick one. Pick, a, pick one. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite would be, at the moment, would probably be either Spotify and Chill 
Or <laughs> that's mine. That's my playlist. They're gonna be mine. Um, okay. Or my um, my some good songs playlist. Yeah, some I good songs playlist. Okay, yeah. last one is favorite time of day. Favorite time of day. Mine would be like two a.m. Yeah, I'm a night owl too. Yeah. Dang, for sure. All right, that was sick. Okay. Cool. Wow. Cool. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Ariel? Um, no, I'm pretty good. How about you? Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah. Um. Yeah, guys. So thanks for listening to the Bread Podcast, where we talked about beauty, expression, and response, and we talked about our personal journeys, Ariel and I's personal journey, and we talked about creativity. We asked each other a lot of questions about preference. We hope you guys just got a lot of value out of today's meeting, today's podcast episode. And at the very least, hopefully you guys got some cool questions that you guys can ask your friends and family. But yeah, I hope you guys are staying safe during this crazy, crazy time. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you again next time.